Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is brought to you by the newly released Basics Collection from Highly Clutch T-Shirts. Guys, these are some of the absolute best t-shirts on the planet, and the best part is that they're much more affordable than the competition. You can purchase the individual t-shirts for $15.99, but that'd be silly because you can buy three packs and five packs of different colors for a whole lot cheaper. I'm personally a fan of their Heathered Hoodie Collection. Living in Northern California, the weather changes on you in an instant. If the city of San Francisco were to have a statue made for it, it would be of a guy running home because he forgot to grab his hoodie. They have a bunch of these super lightweight and super versatile hoodies in a wide array of colors from bay blue to cardinal red. You're definitely going to want to pick up a few of these. I love them, and you will too. Go to HighlyClutch.com and click on the Basics tab at the top of the page to shop the collection. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. All great men have had to make great sacrifices at some point in their lives. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. Dog Day Afternoon, Episode 2 of Season 3B. We're sponsored by Bro Bible, as you know. We talked about our favorite bros being bros moments every week, so I had to get a real bro on this week to talk about this episode. Strider Wilson is a recurring guest on the Chad Goes Deep podcast. He stars in a bunch of YouTube videos with them. He's a great follow on Instagram, at Strider Shreds Daily. Great talk this episode about SoTal, about the Laurel Canyon Dodd part, just about Johnny Drama as a character in general. Had a lot of fun talking about an episode of Entourage that I don't consider consider one of the better ones. In fact, it's probably one of my least favorite Entourage episodes. Don't worry, there's none of that negativity though. Strider's all positivity. It made for a great episode and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it. Thanks to everyone that's been leaving five-star reviews. I know I sound like a broken record, but those five-star reviews are super important in terms of getting us visibility on the iTunes chart. So if you are listening and haven't left a five-star review, and I know there's quite a few of you, please do that now. It just takes five seconds helps me out tremendously. I want to give a special shout out to Jack Siner. Jack is our newest social media guy. He's putting together some videos and some images for the social media accounts at Oh Yeah Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Jack's very talented and I'm excited to have him on board. He also does the social media for Chad Goes Deep. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with Hannah Burner. A little bit of a different episode having someone on who'd never seen the show before. Strider knows Entourage inside and out, so a little bit of a yin and yang situation there. I promise every week we're going to have bigger and better guests on, and I'm trying to find people who have unique perspectives and bring unique experiences to the Entourage podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into Dog Day Afternoon with Strider Wilson. All right, our guest today is a reoccurring member of the Going Deep with Chad and JT podcast, a podcast Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah listeners should be very familiar with at this point. You've seen him impersonating Joel Osteen on YouTube and performing stand-up all over Southern California and the country. He shreds all day, and in the evening, he gets real mellow. Strider Wilson, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. JR, thank you, my dog, dude. Freaking just <laughs> amped to be here right now. Stoked, dude. I'm already just sipping on a nice little Elysian Space Dust IPA after my long day at Valet, dude, just parking whips scoring fat tips and just dude i'm just fired up to talk about entourage dude i mean what a dank show dude a group of brothers just getting after it dude living their dreams i mean what's not to like what's not to like for guys like me and you you're slipping on a nice pacific northwest brew i'm sitting here in my studio i just started off work as well i'm excited to dive in to talk about 
episode 14 of season three, Dog Day Afternoon. Yes, pumped, dude. And according to my HBO app, dude, season three B, dude. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and I was going to ask you about this, dude. Is that Was that the writer's strike? Was this like 06 or something? That was the writer's strike. Yeah, the, the season got broken up into two parts. First part aired in 2006. The second part, which we're in now, aired in April of 2007. Love it, dude. And you know what? Strong, dude. Season three, strong. Uh, Super strong. You know, another, uh, a lot of shows suffered. You, me and my dank GF, dude, we love to watch, uh, you know, I don't want to touch too much about another show on the, you know, Entourage. It's, it's quite all right. We welcome all other shows. But dude, Friday Night Lights. What a, oh, yeah. What an amazing show. Dude, me and my GF straight up crushed that, dude. And, um, dude, just freaking straight up Matt Saracen and freaking, you know, Julie Taylor Kyle, dude, just watching it, dude. And, uh, but we skipped season two. I've, I, yeah, it's, day, dude, it's worth, it's worth skipping. The storylines are insane and I haven't watched it, dude, but I, I've just heard and I've read a little bit about it. But as far as Entourage goes, I'm fired up on 3A and 3B. Perfect. Well, before we dive into this episode, I love to ask all of our guests, like, what is your experience with Entourage like? Did you start watching it in college? When did, who introduced it to you? Did you watch it all the way through? I watched it all the way through, but not in order. I kind of straight up like Tarantino this pulp, dude, <laughs> like Pulp Fiction style that, you know, I like, I got in probably like it later, like season, maybe season four or something like that. Wow. And, um, Median. Yeah, ex- do, exactly. Exactly right. The Median stuff, like all that, and then was just hooked. Like, I mean, instantly hooked with the bro, you know, the the camaraderie these bros had and just like so fired up. Dude, being from SoCal, like seeing like iconic spots. Also, dude, I got some straight up valet stories for you, including Entourage. Oh, I can't wait. This is perfect. I, I, some behind the scenes SoCal local shit. That's, that's what we need. For sure. Dude. You know, <laughs> now living in WeHo, dude, I see all these spots. So just, yeah, hopped in then and then went back early um, and then, you know, talked to JT and he's like, dude, you got to watch season one is the best. And all my bros had already seen it and I had major FOMO. Then I kind of caught up and then watched all the way through and I've even seen the movie. So fired up. You're the perfect guest. I've had guests on, especially recently, I had a guest on last week who had never seen an episode before, but she hung tight. She was actually pretty good. She brought some fresh perspective to the show, but I'm happy to be with a bro who knows the show so well and is excited to talk well, about I'm it. I'm fired up about it. You know, look, look, these are deep memories. I'm going to be diving deep into my subconscious, you know, emotional memories, dude. Just like tapping into that stoke that I had originally watching it, which you know is there. It's there. I've yeah. got a channel. I just got to help. just got to find it with your expertise. Some may say that that stoke is deep down within all of us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude. I mean, you know, if not, what are we doing getting up every day, you know? Exactly. Okay. So this episode aired on Sunday, April 15th, 2007. Damn. This day was Jackie Robinson Day. So oh. to honor Jackie Robinson on the 60th anniversary of his first appearance with the Brooklyn Dodgers, many major league players and several entire teams wore the number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson. No player had worn the number since it was retired lead wide in 1997 and no player has won it since, which is dope. Yeah. Very dope. Jackie Robinson, true legend on and off the field. True legend. Uh quick summary of this episode for the listeners who may not have had a chance to watch it. Amanda is pushing Vince for an answer on the Sam Mendes project, but Vince seems more concerned about his upcoming couples trip to wine country with Eric and Sloan. 
Unfortunately, Ian Sloan didn't know that Vince was planning on coming along on the excursion in the first place, so the pair concocted a plan to get away without Vince. In anticipation of having the house to themselves, Drama and Turtle bring Arnold to a dog park to try to pick up some girls on their own. The plan works well at first, but Drama and Turtle end up leaving unsatisfied when Turtle loses it on his date after she suggests that Arnold should be neutered. Ari has the opportunity to sign Jay Lester, an A-list writer known as the Syndication Machine. To help move the deal along, Ari subtly offers up Lloyd to Lester a notoriously promiscuous day man. Much to his own surprise, Ari has a rare moment of conscience and drives into the heart of Boys Town to rescue Lloyd at the cost of inking the writer. Eric and Sloan's plan to get away alone appears doomed, as Vince seems to have an answer for every excuse that they provide. Eventually, E mans up and tells Vince the truth, so Vince pats up Turtle and Drama and they all take off for Cabo for some spring break fun. Spring break fun. Jesus. I mean, they might be pronouncing fun like fun with the amount of tequila they were putting back on that private jet, dude. Dude. Dude, absolutely. What was your favorite moment from this episode, Strider? Dude, there's a lot of fire moments. And I got to go with, look, initially I was like, oh, dude, it's freaking Turtle posting up with freaking Johnny Drama at the pool, <laughs> dude, macking and cheesing, cooking yep. on steaks in the sun, dude. I mean, how is that not a fire moment, right? Absolutely. Then you have the moment on the plane at the end where they're going to Cabo. I love Cabo. There's a soft spot in my heart for Cabo, dude. Cabo <laughs> and Miami are great cities, dude. You can really be yourself in those cities, dude. And honestly, dude, but the best moment, it's got to go to. So I did. I gave you a little reverse. I snuck in the little top three. But number one, it's got to go to the freaking moment when Ari steps up and comes in, saves Lloyd, and he fucking has a fire quote, which it's might nice. be my favorite quote. Can I say fuck, by the way, dude? Yeah, absolutely. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and, uh, dude fire moment when he comes in he goes we may be whores at my agencies but we're not pimps so he does the right thing all right in fact i will reserve a center table sit here with you hold your hand while you write or chase cock whatever it is you do but i can't let you leave with lloyd i'm sorry well i'm very sorry to hear you say that Ari, because i've wined him i've dined him and if he's not coming home with me tonight these papers aren't getting signed that is actually fine with me Cause you know what? We may be whores at my agency, but we ain't pimps. Let's go, Lloyd. He has his bros back, and that was what's up. And dude, Lloyd is the man. How do you not love Lloyd? What a great character, heart of gold, dude. Yeah. And just so, just a fire moment, doing the right thing, having each other's backs. Definitely, it's a it's a feel good moment. It it's camaraderie it's having your bros bat i love it i love the analysis we'll talk more about like who stepped up this episode later in the episode of this pod also dude classic entourage style in classic la style someone's always watching even though ari wasn't doing that because someone's always watching but you got that dude david there yeah maybe that's a little bit of a serial element you know going on for the series there which is which is fire dude because you know this is this is Hollywood, dude. This is freaking Tinseltown. You know, everyone's cruising around all the time, making moves. You know, social social stuff is still business in this town, dude. Definitely, and it's a small town, unlike what people may think. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. a very small part of the industry in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's very true, dude. Dude, Valet at the Beverly Hills Hotel, dude. I see that stuff, dude. I see big time players come in. They get their booth at the Polo Lounge. They take meetings. People cycle through. It's just, uh, yeah, dude. Can you tell your valet story about cast members of Entourage? Is that what yeah, I'm I surmising? Let's hear it. I mean, n- nothing too like insane or crazy, but just like um, so, some that I've seen. I've seen um, E, dude, freaking Cruise Dan, dude, and he's got a nice Range Rover, always very legit. I would yep. say almost he's like, he's not at re- regular status, but you know, he comes in and is always very chill and, and there all the time. So nice. super stoked to see him in the house, dude. And also, 
Ari Gold's character is based on Ari Emanuel. Who's Kevin Connolly's agent, I think. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I've, I've valeted Ari Emanuel's freaking Tesla multiple times, dude. Guy keep, keeps it fresh, dude. Guy keeps it runs a tight ship, dude. You get in a person's car, dude, you can tell a lot about their personality, dude. Things are in order in that guy's car, dude. He's a ready to, he's elite, dude. Him and like his freaking siblings are all like elite. Like he's got a brother who's like a fucking neurosurgeon, another brother who's like, was in the Obama camp administration or something like that. And then Ari, dude, like imagine freaking if there's another brother, dude, like the, you know, like, Hey, this is Jerry, dude. Uh, <laughs> Jerry Manuel. Yeah. Jerry Manuel. I just kind of post up. I'm into model airplanes. I, you know, just like building stuff. But you know what, dude, the guy'd have, he'd probably have heart of gold. He'd probably have the highest emotional quotient of anyone out there, dude. His brother, Ari Emanuel's brother, Ram, is the former mayor of Chicago, where I'm from. So uh, I've got like an up and down history with the guy. He's, he did some good for Chicago, but he also installed red light cameras at every intersection. Dude, those things are, I mean, they're insane. Dude. What, yeah. what a, a misallocation of resources, dude. You could be putting that dough to help other people. Instead, it's like, no, nah, let's spend all this money. It's like 150K to put those things in to try to make more money. Stick insight into human nature right there. Just don't like to see that happening, dude. So my favorite moment from the episode, I don't know if this is, I mean, it's to me, the feel good field, the feel good moment is definitely just them on the private jet heading to Cabo. Yeah. He would really be upset if he was missing spring break. He'd love to do a wet t-shirt contest and they order another shot of Patron. You hear the rolling stones tumbling dice as they pull out onto the runway. Like that's entourage. That's probably the highlight of the episode to me. Correct. You're, I mean, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm going, I was, I was trying to push the heart moment, trying to be a little righteous, dude, but I'm not going to lie to you, dude. When I'm hearing tumbling dice, I went all the way through the credits, dude, just listening to the song, being stoked, just chilling in my apartment, sipping on a dank IPA while I watched and just, just loving it, dude. You know, just yeah. being like, do I need to turn the volume down, dude? Cause I was watching it late. My GF had a freaking meeting the next day, dude. And, you know, but honestly, dude, if she wakes up because of tumbling dice is freaking cranking, yeah. Dude, I might have to say you're welcome instead of you're sorry. Yeah, she might wake up in a good mood. Yeah, uh, how can you not, dude? You know what I mean? She might wake up and be like, where's the cocaine? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, I don't like cocaine. I like the way it smells. <laughs> Every Wheat Strider, we have a uh, favorite bros being bros moment. Now, wow. I figured this might be one of your favorite categories. Yep. Because I think you know the definition of bros being bros. Correct. Are you kidding me, dude? A bro being a bro you know, from the outside just looks like, you know, I've got my lifted truck. I've got my freaking dog cruising next to me. I just cruising out from my, my MMA gym, dude. I got Joe Rogan bumping on the radio, dude, with <laughs> freaking extra bass, dude, and just cruising to go get a breakfast burrito. But really, dude, what being a bro is about just, you know, it's just squat at all costs, dude, having each other's backs, dude, being honest with each other. And I got to tell you, for me, the biggest bros being bros moment was after and I, and this is a little bit of a gripe with me in the episode it, he gets caught because he's playing both sides you know he, he's yeah he's pawning sloan off which is unfair and not chill we can get into this later but you know vince catches him in his thing or you know uh his the cool uh um his like new lady that he's with i forget the uh Lindsay. Lindsay uh crushes it in the episode does a great job and you know as an actor you're booking that role and you have a, a key uh you know plot device um line to deliver she freaking drilled it and, uh, you know, so after she drills that and then they have this moment where, you know, Vince, and it's kind of a come clean moment. Vince isn't even phased. He's like, look, E, but chill. I get it. You want to go on that break? And I'm thinking we go wherever. And then Johnny Drama 
in freaking vents lock eyes bro and they are bi- biological bros as well which i've got biological bros dude and i've got straight up you know just bro dude they know what city they're going to yeah and that moment right there when johnny drama when it clicks in his dome which he does an excellent job drilling it acting letting me see that because i can pick up on that because i've been there and honestly dude that fired me up more than anything just knowing yeah. that you just off of a look yeah just knowing with your bro boom that's it telepathy bro telepathy they just right. have it he's just like ooh, you he knows where they're going and they're right. already running to the rooms to pack yeah oh dude are you kidding me it's a quick pack you throw a tank top in you're ready to go but you guys got me thinking maybe we should do a little trip together hell yeah where to oh you Pamir, Pamir, Cabo San Lucas is beautiful to stand Isn't it spring break? Well, I hope not. E would be real upset if he missed spring break. E always did appreciate a good old-fashioned wet t-shirt contest. Nah, he's gonna have a great time. Excuse me, can I have another shot of Patron? Oh, those All right, get it in here. Cabo. Cabo. Woo, yeah. I like the hat. That's 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 a definite bro being bro moment. Another one for me. It's it's more subtle. It's just this weird like the whole separation anxiety thing that these guys all have. And I'm not just yeah. talking Vincent E, which is kind of the main plot. But like at the beginning of the episode, E and Vince are talking about the trip, and drama's like, "Go where? Yeah, where are we going? We're not going anywhere. Vince, we're going up to Napa. It's a couples weekend. But you ain't a couple, Vin. I'm working on it. You're going to wine country, and we're not invited." What the fuck? He's like genuinely upset because these oh, guys yeah. do everything together. Oh, yeah. Dude, if I found out some of the guys in my fantasy football league were like <laughs> teaming up in the same city and they like watched a game together. Oh, dude, I would be it heartbroken. Would be weeks to recover, dude. Yeah. Weeks. A distant cousin could just die dirt <laughs> and I wouldn't even care, dude. <laughs> But if I found out my bros were watching a game together in the same city and I would, did not get the invite, dude, it hurt, dude. I, I wouldn't sleep where I sleep right for a week. 100%. Let's move on to our least favorite moment from the episode. And I'm just going to start this off by saying there's a lot that's wrong and bad in this episode. Um, yeah. I'll just offer up mine. Just the whole plot with Jay Lester is tough and dated and offensive. And I wrote a article for complex.com on the uh, eight year anniversary of the entourage finale back in July. And I list, I ranked every single cameo in entourage. Jay Lester is the bottom of the barrel. He's the last one. So (laughs) sorry to uh, have pinned you to this episode Strider, but I I have a, I have a problem with the Jay Lester character. No problem with Will Sasso, the actor. I I just, it's just the whole thing. (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's maybe a testament to Will Sasso's acting that there was such an issue. I mean, he's playing, he's playing a rapist in the episode. Let's be honest. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, that character is uh, deplorable, but you know what, dude, that's not something that isn't real. So maybe it's something that, you know, you could, the flip side is you argue, this is ahead of its time, you know, with yeah. me, me too and everything that's going on now. It's like, this stuff happens, dude. 
Yeah, it's shining the light on something that probably most normal people didn't realize went on regularly in Hollywood. But in terms of, like, do, did I like this moment in the episode? No, it's my least favorite moment. Just totally. the lunch with him. He's feeding Lloyd oh. food. It's brutal. Yeah, and, yeah, you got to, like, and you got to argue a little bit about, like, the cutaway. Like, here comes the airplane. Like, yeah. you know, like a little trim thing. You're like, oh, man. But also at the same time, maybe directorial choice. Let's let's dislike this guy. He's a villain. How can this yep. be? I don't need another TV show, Ari. What I need is my own network. Fuck ABC, NBC, and CBS. And why make them richer? I love it. JTV. Prey on my vanity is. It's priceless. This one's shy, huh? Me? No. No? Would you like to try sand dab, Lloyd? They're delicious. No, thank you. No? You don't like sand dabs? No, I do. I just have a rule. I don't eat food off other people's plates. It's <laughs> a pretty silly rule. <laughs> it is. Try sand dab, Lloyd. Yeah, come on, Lloyd. You'll love them. You know what they say? Rules were meant to be broken. Don't put that away. Here we are. Open it. Um... Dude, the fact that we're having this conversation, yeah. art, artistic uh, endeavor achieved, you know, without being preachy. So that's... Uh, I guess that's a good point. I mean... Did anything else jump out at you as not being particularly great or that you didn't like from the episode? The the Laurel Canyon dog park, dude. Now <laughs> yeah. living in LA, I'm like, nah, dude. There's no way that dog park nope. Laurel Canyon. But that's just me, like you know, like no one knows that at all. Yep. And so I was like, nah, a not believable element. But also at the same time, like who cares that that's my opinion, you know? LA Magazine called it the best place to pick up girls. What LA Magazine is like writing articles about where to pick up girls? Match them? And that's even like, speaking of dated, like, you know, that's, now you'd be like, dude, LA Magazine tweeted about that, you know, like whatever, whatever. So just that, I'm like, no, that's definitely Burbank. That's uh, great. Oh yeah, absolutely. But Johnny John had some great dialogue there. Hilarious. I like that that was like, it was a fun way to take the episode though, where like Johnny and drama are, trying to you know score with some ladies yeah and it's a fun fun element dude and you get some doggies in there too dude definitely so you talked about you know drama has some good lines what were some of your favorite lines or quotes from this episode all right dude here we go and i think it does come from drama speaking of the devil dude (laughs) little subtext here in the episode here's the line it's just fucking arnold fucking arnold i got blue balls so bad my dick feels like it's gonna break off yeah me too so my girl has the nicest tits in the world. Who knows if I'll ever get to feel him again? Fucking Arnold. Fucking Arnold. I mean, just so much. It's all subtext there. And it's just a testament to, dude, you know, these, these are horny bros, dude. And yeah. horniness, it's a life-driving force, dude. You know what I mean? It makes us make stupid choices. But it also drives economies. So it's a very power. It's a, it's a, the all spark of human nature. It's horniness, dude. You know, Johnny drama, just saying fucking Arnold, dude, just getting in the way. We've all yeah. been there when we've had a bro. That's just like, just killing us, dude. You know, you're miss dogs. They attack each other, but also at the same time, poetic justice, dude. Yeah. You're trying to use your dogs to get ahead, get something that you want, you know, pleasure seeking beings and just friggin' it came back to bite you in the butt, dude. So a little bit of a uh, irony there. So that, 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 that fired me up. And then also another quote that fired me up was um, Lloyd just being like, being a bro. And when he's in Ari's office and he knows what's about to go down, he goes, I'm not going for me. I'm not going for the agency. I'm going for you, Ari. Okay. Ari, I'll go. Thank you, Lloyd. All right. But I'm not going for me and I'm not going for the agency. 
I'm going for you. Hey, whatever gets you through the night. Of course, Ari just shoes this off, you know, doesn't listen to one word, but just how Lloyd's just a straight-up legend, dude. It just shows, and we talked about him more and more every week, it shows how much bigger the character is becoming and how he becomes a regular part of the task towards the end of the show. Like he's, yeah. He really earns his keep, especially given everything Ari puts him through over the course, in this episode specifically. <laughs> oh, totally. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this episode, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one Johnny drama and Turtle exchange I really like. Totally. Reek of desperation. How much longer can we stay here? However long it takes. You want to bust a nut today? You might have to earn it. I always have to earn it. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love it. That is a great line. Turtle and drama going off on adventures is always a good episode. It never like gets anywhere. Like there was no like moving the ball down the field this episode. Everyone just kind of like was hanging out, and you know they got some Amanda stuff they're dealing with. She's calling them about this movie she wants Vince to do. Ari wants Vince bad, but really everyone just kind of like took a time out and did their own thing this episode, which every once in a while is a fun entourage episode. Very true. This episode to me stood out as far as like, and it was kind of nice because I hadn't seen Entourage in a while. It was, there weren't very many serial elements. Like you said, Amanda called at one point, which honestly I wanted to ask you about like what was going on in season three at this time, like what she's calling about. I know there's tension between her and Vince, but like this episode was very A story, B story, C story, like, you know, D story with freaking Johnny Drama and yep. Turtle trying to get their D's wet. Dude, excuse me. Don't tell my GF I said that, dude. I, I won't, dude. Do. Don't do worry. It. Maybe edit that out. But honestly, dude, don't do that because honestly, dude, you got to have integrity. <laughs> but dude, uh, freaking. Uh, We're all about integrity here on the Entourage podcast. That's what's up. Exactly right, dude. That's what's up. Amanda is basically trying to get them to do a movie, like a period piece romantic movie. Vince just fired Ari. Ari's trying to get Vince back. Vince doesn't know if he wants to do the period piece movie. And then Ari told him that like Median might still be available. So Ari's still in Vince's head. So they're avoiding Amanda this episode, essentially. And that all comes to a head next week. Okay. Oh, great. So we got something good to look forward to. Love that. And that's why E kind of screens the call. Oh, she must be busy, but she's right there. Is this... Am I allowed to talk spoilers? Like, can I? I mean, yeah, of course. Every, everyone who's listening to this podcast has seen Entourage. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Have our have Amanda and Vince H'd up? No, yet? that's next episode. That's a lot. Fireworks happen next week. Oh, yeah, there that's a fire episode. She's like, we need to do this and get it out of the way. Amanda, what a oh, legend, dude. dude! Great, great Babe character. Central. Yeah. Oh, totally, dude. You know, I mean, totally. Hey guys, I wanted to quickly talk to you again about the hoodies basic collection from Highly Clutch T-shirts. These badass hoodies are pre-laundered so they won't shrink, the tad is screen-printed on so you won't have an annoying tad scratching at your neck, and the fitted design with a classic drawstring will have you looking great this fall. You'll also save money by loading up on two hoodies instead of one. Each hoodie retails at $27, bucks, but if you buy them in a pack of two, it's $49 total so you save yourself some coin. At this price point, these are complete steal. Grab your hoodie now at HighlyClutch.com and click the Basics tab at the top of the page to shop the collection. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. We introduced this category last week, Strider. Uh, it's the biggest burn of the week. The guys like to dip each other's shit, make fun of each other. Anything jump out at you as being a particularly good burn from somebody? Dang, dude. Oh, I'm trying to think of what... Maybe if you go first on this one. To me, there's a lot of good burns. Usually this episode doesn't have a ton, but I mean, it's it's Lloyd's mic drop moment. He goes, I am an American of Chinese descent. And you are what, Jay? Just another overweight hack TV writer. Remind me never to get on your bad side, Lloyd. All right, Gold, you could never. 
huge. Yeah. yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, you said that's hook, line, and sinker. That's the that's it right there. Done, dude. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I I got a second you on that. All right. Uh, every week we talked about our favorite songs from the episode. We have a Spotify playlist in the show notes of the episode's bio where we compile all these songs. What songs jumped out at you from the episode as being good? We already talked about uh, Tumbling Dice, but there's there's some decent ones in this. Not 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 the best musical episode of Entourage, but not certainly not the worst. I agree. I agree. I, not the best. One of my favorite ones is a different episode you might know of, like when it opens, like maybe it's season five or something, where like Vince is having a threesome <laughs> and it's like that like, Buffy song yes. or whatever. Like that's a fire. That's a fire moment. He's got the beard. He's on the beach. Yep, I remember. Yeah, it's so gold. <laughs> but this one, honestly, um, literally just Ari's music, just the rhythm. Yeah. Like that freaking like line that's playing and the music of intent and like I make moves mm-hmm. and like let's go. Cell phones gripped. Like I was just fired up listening to that like studio track, yeah. dude. And and I mean, of course, Tumbling Dice was my jam in this episode. We talked about it already, but um, I got fired up on just Ari's intro music. You know what I mean? There's probably some music sleeping when he went into that club. There's probably some dance playing that we didn't even pick up on, dude. Well, I did. I've got it. <laughs> the song oh, playing. Oh, you're a legend, dude. <laughs> I have to. I'm the Entourage podcast host. I can't. I can't miss dude, a single man. stone. In this moment, you earn your keep. I wasn't sure until now, but right now, I'm sure. What a legend, dude. Thanks, dude. All right, so uh, the song in the day club is a song called Muscle Car. It's by Milo. Can't say I've ever heard it before. But uh, the song that you're referring to when he's like kind of walking into the agency at the beginning, he gets off the elevator, he kind of stalks wow. in, says what's up to a couple people. It's Microphone Fiend by Eric B. and Rakim. Like... There he is back from the wars. Love it. Tell Jason I need that call, all right? Remind her. Lloyd, don't fill up. I'm taking you to the grill for lunch today. Everyone who's listening, go to the uh, Spotify playlist and, and listen to that song. I uh, I can't play the music on the podcast, Strider. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand how these things work, for sure. Entourage is known for their celebrity cameos. There isn't like a celebrity celebrity cameo where it's like, oh, Snoop Dogg, what up? Like, Yeah, exactly. Not in this app. But there are a couple celebrities. So I talked about Will Sasso. He's, yep. as a lot of people know, he's a Canadian comedian. He's an actor. He's most notable for being on Mad TV for five seasons. Um, yep. He's fucking hilarious on Instagram, and he was on Vine. Like, he was one of these guys that just got it. So definitely give him a follow. Uh, I really, really like the stuff that he puts out. I don't like his performance in this, but that's not his fault. That's the character as it was written. Um, yep. What did you think of Busy Phillips? Do you know who she is? Yeah, dude, that was going to give her like the big come up yeah. one, you know. But uh, honestly, at this point, I was trying to look back. I'm like, how big was she at this point in her career? But she's taking a role like this where she's got, a, you know, she's, you know, making out and kind of sort of, you know, being sexualized. Yeah. But she has some funny moments with the makeout scene on the couch is really funny and she kills it, dude. Like as far as bringing up the dog while doing everything, like, I mean, Busy Phelps is a legend from Freaks and Geeks and, you know, has had a great f- career you know beyond that yeah she has had her own talk show for a while she was on dawson's creek for two years and right before or right after this entourage episode uh she was on er actually so er and it's heyday so she's booking stuff i feel like this is her moment in her career where she's like she's fired up in her personal life being like i'm booking shit i'm getting stuff done i'm making moves i'm I'm on hbo I'm i'm on cable i'm on fucking network i'm doing stuff so and she's killing it dude and 
so just yeah i was fired up to see busy, busy phillips one last shout out she was she portrayed Lori teller on the abc series cougar town for six years and she received a critics choice television award for that so she does get some you know accolades later on in her career in her career so good for busy yeah and more stuff to come i'm sure um she went to college with my wife <laughs> really what's cool what's cool dude lmu dude oh great school my brother went to lmu my wife went to school with her and um, Justin Timberlake's wife, Jessica Beale. Jessica Beale, dude. Yeah, legend. Legend. Dude. Never seen her in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Freaking <laughs> brought a nice little 18 rack of freaking BL Smooth to the theater nice. and just freaking watched that movie, dude. It was nice. You snuck an 18 rack into a theater? <laughs> yeah, dude. My bro hooked it up. He worked there. Dude. He went through the fire exit, cruised in. Dude. That's a nice did, hookup. Did, 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 no shame, dude. Just walk in with it. Just popcorn in hand. Let's do this, dude. I'm pretty sure I gave him a beer, dude, to get him through a shift. I, I, I understand. Yeah. So every week, Strider, we kind of, these are kind of like two or three categories put into one, but like, what about this episode was outdated and or how would this episode be different if it took place in 2019? Let's just table the stuff with Jay Lester. Like, of course, that wouldn't be a plot. Like, so, so outside of that, how would this episode be different? Well, it would be a plot, but it'd be tonally very, very different. It'd be, it'd be so handled way different. Um, okay, we've talked about yeah. LA Magazine. That would is there's yep. no LA Magazine that'd be cold. Um, let's see. I mean, dude, even like plot wise with the going to the dog park, like that that C story might have to be like, I don't know, just tone yeah. stuff for me stuck, stuck out a lot. I think that's what shifted. But tone is very important, so... Yeah, Turtle and Drama go to meet girls when, in 2019, they'd just be on Instagram and Tinder and just doing the dating app thing and or just living off of the groupies in Vince's DMs, right? Like... <laughs> 100%. Yes. Yes, it'd be that little blue check. There'd be, a, there'd be an arc about like, you know, turtles trying to get yeah. a little blue check, or no, probably John, probably yeah. Johnny Drama because he's got like, he's got he gets hurt yeah. the easiest. You know, he's the most fragile, so he would be like, be like, how come I don't have a blue check? Like, they could be DMing me like right now. You know what I mean? Like, look, I even put like I even put your dog turtle into my Instagram to get photos, and like that's how they'd yeah. probably handle it. And I can't even get a blue check, but Arnold <laughs> has a blue check. The dog, the dog has, has more check. followers it's than good. Turtle and Drama. That's perfect. Exactly, and then they go through the dogs' DMs, then they find the girls, and then the same story unfolds. With That's movie. perfect, dude. That's what it would be. That's Entourage 2019 right there. Totally, and then like Napa Valley stuff still holds up. Yep. Uh, well, I want to ask you about this. I, I live in NorCal, you live in SoCal. Have you ever driven to Napa from Southern California? Dude, I was laughing at the end of the episode as well. I was like, hell no, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> Are you kidding me? And you're and you're going on the coast, dude? Nah, dude. That's what I was gonna say too. He drives up the one. <laughs> you cut up immediately inland, dude. Are you? What are you, yeah. dude? And your girlfriend's mad at you, dude? Are you gonna take the freaking scenic route, dude? Nah, dude. You're going freaking direct. Only seven hours from Napa. What are you not gonna talk to me the whole trip? Oh, I'll talk, but I wouldn't expect much else. For the listeners who aren't super familiar, it's like a seven-hour drive direct from L.A. to Napa, which is absurd. Why wouldn't E just hop a flight from Burbank to Oakland or Burbank to Santa Rosa or something up here? And I love that you're saying Burbank because, dude, steer clear of LAX. Burbank, Burbank, the Bob Hope Airport, fire airport. Always use it, dude. Worth every penny, dude. 
beautiful. And then every time, and then we see E driving up the coast, which if he were to actually drive up the one from Los Angeles through the Bay Area, it would take like 10 and a half hours. It would make no sense. You hit traffic in LA and San Francisco. It would be, yeah, dude, you would need a nice Sauvignon Dank, a nice Cabernet to get you through that traffic. You know what I mean? That's what you would need to do. And you wouldn't be moving, so it might not even be that dangerous. And that was this episode's version of the Californians, two guys talking about traffic. And yeah, it, it's, it's inevitable, dude. It dictates our lives, dude. Yep. YGF and I were dating dude, before moving in together, dude. Freaking, she was living in like Culver City area. I was living on the west side with JT at the time, dude. And honestly, during the right hours, we were in a long distance relationship. There's no <laughs> during rush hour. It was like, nah, dude. We won't see each other for weeks. Correct, correct. I'll <laughs> see you in a week. Good luck, dude. Hope, hopefully, your interview goes well. <laughs> Every week, we give a sixth man award, Strider. So this nice. is just someone who just makes the most of their minutes. You know, utilizes it on screen. Who, who are you giving it to this week? Okay, so we already kind of touched on this earlier, and I got to go with Lindsay, dude. Like I'm saying, yeah. Um, not just because she smoked and don't tell my girlfriend I said that dude. And I'm sorry, dude, but, and, but she just drills it as an actress. She comes in, she's bringing the energy. She's bringing the enthusiasm and drills uh, a plot element. Like, it's like, if you're going out for casting and you've got those lines, you've got those sides, you're doing it well. She plays it off well. So I'm saying limited screen time. She's coming in and, and, and doing a great job. Uh, Cameron Richardson. She was a model um, first, and then she uh, became an actress. And she hasn't done much, to be honest with you, in the last uh, five or ten years. But uh, made use of her screen time. I want to talk a little bit about the moment that, like, Ian Vince it found out. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> I'm so glad I passed your test. My test. Vince told me that you're a little particular about what girls you travel with. And I'm the same way, so I, I wasn't offended at all, really. Oh, well, I, I never said that, Vince. Why would you think yeah, that? Yeah, that's what he told me. Eric? I can't believe you told Lindsay that, Vince. I have to give her a heads up. I can't believe she told you. I'm sorry. I can't help myself sometimes. I get so excited, I start rambling. I can't believe you're blaming this on me, Eric. Why? Is it not true? No, it's not true. Tell me. Have you been in that situation? You're trying to, like, accomplish something at a couple's dinner. Okay, we're not going to tell them about the thing that we have to do or we got to get out of here early. And it always blows up in your face because you're never on the same page with your girl or you're never on the same page with the other guy. I don't know. It, it really resonated with me. I've definitely been in that situation before. JR, I can't agree with you more. I was like, I don't know. You know, we talk about this later and I want to get there yet of which characters they identify with most. However, mm-hmm. the struggle he was having in this episode in the way he was playing it out uh it definitely i had be- i have been there before yeah and i think you know many of us have and it's just it's a tough spot to be in and it's like it was almost like enlightening watching and i was like why is he doing this dude you just gotta be you just gotta be honest and it dude it comes down to dude freaking honesty really is the best policy dude why is he why are you trying to get away with that i get what you're mean you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings but it's like you just got to come out and be straight. It just drills down to one simple premise, and that is like a lie is always more complicated than the truth. Correct. Like, they, and people can see through it. They, and they pile up, and you will get caught. A lie is like a house of cards. Every lie is a new card, and then one doesn't fall into place, and then all fucking crumbles. The only lies that work are when you call in your work via voicemail and you say, I'm going to, you know, I'm not feeling well the next day, that night, and you cruise to Vegas with your boys. <laughs> and those are the only ones via technology. And then you just don't answer. 
you got to yeah. just not answer and then come in your next shift and act like nothing happened. And then you're a little hungover, so you you seem like you're you're recovering from your sickness. Correct, one hundred percent, absolutely. That is what what happened. And you all, dude, I didn't know, dude. Honestly, dude, I was by my phone. I couldn't even talk. Couldn't. <laughs> but now with social media, you know, you want to post, you feel that itch, you want to share this with the world, but you can't. Can't do it. Gotta have that restraint. Radio silent. So you've parked Ari Emanuel's car many a time. Yep. What was your favorite Ari Gold moment from this episode, Strider? Um, besides his just straight up intro drilling it, I mean, it's got to be when he comes around and gets his uh, his his bro Lloyd's back, dude. Honestly, yep. when he comes in and does that and, and makes the right decision, I was fired up on that. And I was fired up and a little bit shocked to see him driving just like a bmw 750 series like yeah. i'm like dude all right get, get yourself a little something nicer i mean he's cruising around in an aston and i've valeted all these cars and then i'm not knocking a bmw but i'm like dude i want Ari in something a little better also dated he'd be in a tesla now let's be honest yeah everyone would be in teslas right now he did a nice ferrari in about two seasons but he also gets more and more powerful as the show goes on so i think oh, his yeah. his whips improve uh, over time I like that. You know, you got to like that consistency and entourage, dude. With what you drive, LA's an appearance-based city. Your car is your business card. I get it, dude. And it's just, I, I do like to see that. It makes me appreciate him in the 750 series more now. That Definitely. You mentioned that. I liked his little interplay with his wife. Ari. What, baby? What? What's the matter? You've been in a fog since dinner. <sighs> I sold my soul today, baby. What do you mean? That's what I said. For what? So we can have uh, two shower heads and a plasma in every room. Tomorrow's a new day, Ari, and remember, you always have a chance to get it back. We're Jews, baby. No, we don't. Good fucking writing. Great writing. Yeah, that's fire. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. And just he pulls the pulls that sick Yui on Hollywood Boulevard, which I don't know how he didn't kill three buses of tourists and then races off to boys town i respect that yui dude also which i kind of like entourage is pretty la accurate dude like they go to all the right spots Definitely. even in the intro scene like they're cruising around in all the right areas like dude i rewatched swingers great movie. oh Hi, yeah john favre freaking um vince vaughn dude just great yeah. cast Great freaking movie. But, dude, like, during the scenes, you know, when they're, like, the, when the jazz music's playing and they're driving mm-hmm. party, party. Now, living in L.A., you're like, this is insanity. They would, There's no way you'd go that way. Like, where are you driving? And you had a few drinks. You're in jail. <laughs> How do we get out of jail? Yeah, they don't even get a chance to go to Vegas just as they did arrested on the way out there. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> uh, Strider, what was your favorite uh, drama moment from this episode? Gotta be Johnny Drama just freaking drilling it. It's totally in his element when he's with the lady on the in the bedroom, leaning back, closing his eyes. He's just so just happy with himself, which is just classic Johnny Drama. And then, of course, you know, short-lived like always, totally. So just him on the bed, dude. Nice moment. Feels like he's about to, you know, achieve Nirvana. And then later. So I love that moment. Much like every other episode of Entourage, the rug gets pulled out from him at the very end, and yep. uh, he thinks it's mission accomplished, but uh, it is not. Correct. <laughs> Always classic drama. Love drama, dude. Love him, love him, love him. I want to give a shout out to his whole like uh, Under Armour cutoff sleeve shirt with the bathing suit and the and the flip flops, which he wore the entire episode. <laughs> He's so gold, dude. I love that. And honestly, I see dude sporting that around town he, ahead of his time wardrobe. 
12 years later. <laughs> exactly, dude. Every week we assign a winner of the episode, but we don't let Vince be qualified for that because Vince wins every episode. He's the A-list movie star. So who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? For me, it's got to be Lloyd. Guy's a legend, dude. Steps in, drills it. Ultimate bro, my perspective. He's going to go, you know, they say never do something that you don't want to do to make other people happy. Being a good bro, loyal to freaking Ari, dude. And I honestly see he says, look, I'm not doing this to get ahead of myself. I'm not doing it for the company, not doing it for whatever. I'm doing this for you because you're my, you know, I respect you. You're my friend. And he goes and puts himself on the line, goes in there. And then he has his great freaking fire moment, which you already quoted. Yep. And I love that he got to freaking just clap back in that moment, which freaking raised my stoke. And everyone started clapping, freaking standing ovation, fired up. So I got to just hand it to Lloyd. Definitely. It's it's probably Lloyd for me. Maybe honorable mention goes to Ari. He finds his soul a little bit. He yeah. saves Lloyd. Granted, it's at the end of the episode. So, yeah. you know, he, he spends 80% of the episode not really caring about it. But, uh, you know, it showed a little bit more humanity to this character who at this point had only been the biggest winning dick in the room and not really giving a fuck about his employees. So. True. And you like to see that he's got a little soul, but also in classic entourage form. You know, I don't want to see him go. We, as the viewer, we don't want to see him go through that moment. We want these things yeah. to happen instantaneously, happen quick. So I'd rather see him in the being himself, and then a, you know, a nice quick switch. That's true to Ari's character, you know, and then go in there and drill it and make it happen. So definitely, I like seeing that. Was this an A list episode, a B list episode, or a D list episode, Strider? For me, I got to go with the B-list episode because okay. I was fired up. I, you know, there were there was a some good strong moments, a soulful moment which we enjoyed. They take a Cabo trip, which is just A-list to the nth degree. I mean, the bro yep. going to Cabo on a PJ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Are you kidding me? You're on a freaking G six or whatever it is, dude. You're taking tequila shots with your bros, dude. I went to t- to freaking Cabo with Chad and JT. Did we just put? back a bottle of Don Julio together in the sand, just hanging out, dude, being honest with each other, having a nice time going banana boating, just fire city, dude. But I'm going B-list only because for entourage qualifications, we didn't get the fire music cues during the episode. We didn't get the fire celebrity uh, appearances, which we do get in other episodes. Um, we had the Jay Lester character, which brings it down a little bit, honestly, the B story. So honestly, the, a story and C story, I was fine with. Very true to Honorage. Um, the A story, especially with Vince and E, yep. striking true to both of us, striking home. But um, yeah, I mean, the Jay Lester character, um, you know, put a little bit of a, a shadow on the episode, but I'm not going to hold anything back. I was still amped to watch it, fired up, dude. And, um, you know, felt, felt like an old sweatshirt, dude, just watching this episode, you know, felt right. Strider, just in talking to you over the past 30, 40 minutes, you just radiate positivity, which is what I love about you. Um, I'm giving it a D, man. Whoa, I cannot. Whoa, you're putting that B, dude. I know. I can't. I've, I'm pretty liberal with the grades. I give a lot of episodes Bs. I haven't given a D in a long time. This is a low point of season three in general. And there are some fire episodes in season three. Yeah. I detest the Jay Lester character. Not the biggest fan of the whole Dodd Park plot line. Yeah. Um, the only redeeming thing is the Cabo trip and then the, the interplay with Vince and E and the couples. That was very relatable to me. So D plus maybe. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know what? You wield a heavy hand, but you wield a correct <laughs> hand. I got to say, you're, you're spitting truth over there, you know? 
Very, very true. I, I got to go B minus, dude. I got to go. I'm, I'm sliding down to B minus, dude. All right. I mean, I, honestly, the harshest grade you could give it is C, just average. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to at least be something, stand out somehow. Last question. I asked this of all my new guests. I know you've been excited to answer it and you partially answered it earlier, but what character in the entourage are you closest to in real life? All right. Of course we all want to be Vince, but I'm, sure. not, I'm not Vince, dude. Um, I think I got to go with Johnny drama, dude. You know, I, wow. mean, I mean, it's just a little bit shifted goal wise. Like, you know, I get fired up on hanging with my GF and impressing my GF, but that, but what, drives him and what hurts him emotionally kind of is, is what gets me as well. So mm. I think um, I got to go Johnny drama, dude. Dude, that's great. People relating to the like sensitive side of Johnny drama is, is something that like it, it resonates with me because everyone's always like, oh, he's a sensitive one. Eh, Johnny drama is probably more sensitive than he Johnny drama is way more sensitive, dude. Johnny drama is like, I mean, maybe because it's like comically sensitive to most people and he is like the relatable relationship with Vince and it's more of a heavy, a heavy, uh, <clears throat> relationship and Johnny drama stuff is kind of cycling. It's like on to the next thing with so many yeah. episodes, you know what I mean? But you give Johnny drama, his own series, you know, or his own cartoon, which we know, you know, you know, there's a lot there. There's a lot, there's a lot under that surface, dude. And he wears his emotion on his sleeveless <laughs> under armor shirt. Very nice. Strider, this has been a blast, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. Dude, fired up to hop on. Are you kidding me, dude? <laughs> Love hopping on to where can, where can the listeners Where can the listeners find you, follow you, watch you, listen to you? Dude, at Strider Shreds all day on Instagram. Dude, follow me. Freaking just posting up, dude. Just stoked on my adult routine with me and my GF, dude. Fired up, dude, on just what I'm doing, making moves, parking, freaking parking whips, scoring fat tips. And also, dude, just um, frequently coming on, like probably once a month on the Going Deep podcast with Chad and JT. Going Deep, we're super familiar with it here at Oh Yeah and Oh Yeah. Uh, Strider is one of their best reoccurring guests. Strider, thank you so much for jumping on, man. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Uh, next time I'm in SoCal, let's, uh, let's chill. Absolutely, dude. Would love to, dude. Down in CDM, dude. Hit the freaking peninsula, dude. Cruise out to Malarkey. He's going to knife that deal. Let's do it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Hey.